Guess we're doing a cold open now, so we'll have Burr. an intro to go with it. Yeah. Chili. Hope everyone's doing all right today. You know, yeah. we're managing, but we got each other, and that's what counts. That's a lot. For love. All in this together. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's, uh, that's since, all I know. I was hoping Paul yeah. was right <laughs> <laughs> I know some of the dance moves. I probably should have, but I do. <laughs> um, well, since we're since we're all kind of hanging in there, and uh, we could all use a little pick me up. Uh, this 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 sentence not going to start well, so I'm sorry about how the sentence is going to start. But I promise okay. you, it ends up in a nice place. Okay. okay. All right, Chris Pratt. Oh, I'm okay with Chris Pratt, but okay, continue. <laughs> I didn't say it started terribly. I just said it wasn't going to start well. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Chris Pratt was on apparently the Happy, Sad, Confused podcast, wherein they addressed rumors of him being uh, Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. To which he said, I don't even know who Steven Spielberg, Spielberg is. Who? Steven who? No, aren't they doing Indiana Jones with Harrison Ford? All I know is I once saw a quote from Harrison Ford, and I don't even know if it was really him, but it was enough to scare me that was like, when I die, Indiana Jones dies. I'm like, am I going to get haunted by the ghost of Harrison Ford one day if I, if, when he dies, if I play Indiana Jones? <laughs> so apparently Chris Pratt has completely squashed the rumors that he will ever be Indiana Jones. And that makes me very happy. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, I don't, want, I, I don't want him in a spinoff franchise or anything, but th- at this point, Indiana Jones... There are there are just certain iconic characters. I think you can do spin off and do a different character, but just don't recast. I unless you're doing young Indiana Jones again. Yeah, and I feel like if they hadn't have done Crystal Skull and the one that's coming up here soon, I would have been okay with like a James Bond in Indiana Jones. But we've seen him get older, yeah. right? So it's like, no, we can't go back now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I just don't know what we would, what good would come of recasting Indiana Jones and just trying to start from scratch. Sure. If they did more the Mummy and had Chris Pratt in it, like I feel like you get the same thing without needing to recast a character. Yeah. 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 I um, Chris Pratt just exists to me. I don't hate him or or like him he just is yeah i just don't think he has the the charm or the swagger to be an indiana jones type no he's he's too goofy yeah i mean and i feel like i i'd be more maybe on board if i hadn't saw him try to be an indiana jones type in the jurassic world movies and he's not good at it sure <laughs> And I love those movies, but he does nothing for me in them. Right. That's it's fine. We don't yeah. have to we don't have to have him as Indiana Jones. Yeah. I still love him in Parks and Rec, though, you know, which you'll watch, you know, 35 years from now, probably. It's it's on the list. Uh, yeah. uh, I I just had to bump it down for a couple of things. And yeah, I don't sure. remember what they sure. are now. I get you. Sure. But, but it's on there. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, you guys want to talk about a movie? Yeah, let's talk about it.
Hello, all you beautiful people out there in podcast land. My name is Paul Ward. I'm white guy number two. I'm white guy number three. Oh boy, it is a white podcast we talking about. <laughs> a movie. Uh, we are your Oscar Grouches. Welcome back to the Oscar Risty Podcast, a show where we discuss Oscar winners throughout history, try to determine where the Academy went wrong, if they went wrong, and what film are we too white to be watching this week, Zach? <laughs> No jokes today. We're talking about 12 Years a Slave, the real-life story of Solomon Northrup and his heartbreaking ordeal of being kidnapped and forced into a life of slavery. This is everybody's first time seeing this film? Yes. Yes, actually. No for me. I guess uh, I saw this at the movie theater by myself. That was fun. Wow. <laughs> I almost did, but then didn't I, I i saw it before it had any of the oscar buzz so yeah all right well uh let's get into an oscar breakdown Break it down. oh it is a i couldn't think uh, racist been make, yeah racist <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I've been making I've been making jokes at this point, but that didn't feel right all of a sudden. Uh it's a it's sad. March second to twenty fourteen. Uh we are at the Dolby Theater, Hollywood, Los Angeles, California. Our host this evening is Ellen DeGeneres, who if I'm if I'm not mistaken, this is the year she sets the uh the like Instagram like record with Yeah, the, this was the pizza thing. Oh, the pizza thing. Yeah, I was thinking the selfie with all the all the stars in it. Yeah, oh that too. Yeah, because that was all the same night, wasn't it? Like she ordered yeah, so a that pizza and night. she got the selfie. Yeah, and it was also the night that she brought out the vacuum cleaner and was trying to clean up early. All right, our most nominated film on the evening films, sorry, are American Hustle and Gravity at ten. Most hmm. awarded film on the evening is Gravity at 7. Gravity. All right. Best picture goes to 12 Years a Slave, giving Brad Pitt, Dee Dee Gardner, Jeremy Kleiner, Steve McQueen, and Anthony Kategas Academy Awards for producing. Indeed. In the category, it beats American Hustle, Captain Phillips, Dallas Buyers Club, Gravity, her, Nebraska, Philomena, and The Wolf of Wall Street. Our best director goes to Alfonso Cuaron for Gravity. Ooh, say that again. Alfonso Cuaron. Oh, yeah. Beating out Steve McQueen for 12 Years a Slave, meaning that the film that won Best Picture, its black director did not win Best Director, mm. giving us Zero black winners for best director in 86 years. Uh, that isn't to lessen what Alfonso Cuaron did. Yeah. Good job for him. It's just a fact. Uh, I was trying to see. I think Cuaron was the first Latin director to win. Best I feel director. like that's true. First person of Mexican descent for sure. So uh, if, if I'm wrong about that, I will make note about it. Uh, but definitely the first. Mexican director. All right. Uh, best actor goes to Matthew McConaughey in Dallas Buyers Club, beating out Chiwetel Ejiofor for 12 Years a Slave. Best actress goes to Kate Blanchett in Blue Jasmine, 
uh, giving her her second Academy Award. A film I actually quite enjoy. I actually haven't seen it, surprisingly. I own it, but oh. I'm going to. It, it's hard to suggest that film to people, but right. uh, it, since yeah. you already own it, you might as well watch it. Yep. Uh, Andrew Dice Clay is very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sentence you just don't ever expect to say. You know, I've said it more times than I ever <laughs> thought I would in my life in like the last 10 years. <laughs> because he's also very good in A Star is Born. Uh, best supporting actor goes to <laughs> Jared Leto for <sighs> Dallas Buyers Club. <laughs> Cancel culture doesn't exist. Um, so best supporting actress goes to Lupita Nyong'o for 12 Years a Slave. Oh my gosh. Very Absolutely. well deserved. Yeah. So God. well deserved. Just so good. So. Uh, best original screenplay goes to her giving Spike Jones an Academy Award. Nice. Hey, Spike. Uh, who we may mention tomorrow night. Dun, dun, mm. dun, 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 dun. We, we might mention Spike Jones tomorrow night. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, best Adapted Screenplay goes to 12 Years a Slave, giving John Ridley an Academy Award. Well, Best Animated Feature goes to Frozen. Oh, I forgot it actually won. Yes, it did. Well deserved. Well deserved indeed. Didn't uh, they just best... announce Frozen Three like yesterday or the day before? I I'm shocked it's been this long. It took this long to announce yeah. a Frozen Three. <laughs> mm. I figured that would have been greenlit off the back of Frozen Two. Uh, best foreign language film goes to The Great Beauty from Italy, beating out my personal favorite from. This category of the year, the broken circle breakdown. Oh, I haven't seen it, but you recommended it to me, so I have it's, it written down. It's very beautiful and it's very, very sad. Uh, best documentary feature goes to oh, a great documentary called 20 Feet from Stardom about black female backup singers. Oh, that's right, yeah. Um, Though I was rooting for active killing this year, 20 Feet from Stardom is a very good win. Good. Uh, and that gives Gil Friesen a posthumous Academy Award as well. Uh, best documentary short subject goes to The Lady in Number Six Music Save My Life. That's a title. It seems mm-hmm. like a very sweet title. Hopefully. It does. It's just a lot. It is a lot. Uh, best live action short film goes to Helium. Best animated short film goes to Mr. Hublot. Hublot. Okay. There, there is a <laughs> there is a film, there is an animated short in this category category called Get a Horse. <laughs> Just get one. Just get one. Exclamation point. <laughs> I love exclamation points in titles. Me too. Just a big fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, best original score, and I'm going to do this correctly this week, brings us to our podcast within a podcast, John Williams Oscar Watch. John Williams nominated for The Book Thief, which is also a very sad and beautiful film. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but he does not win. Instead, he is beaten by Stephen Price, who wins it for Gravity. Working against me. So be prepared to hear the word gravity a lot here in the next few minutes. Best original song goes to Let It Go from Frozen. And I believe uh, giving Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez Academy Awards. I believe Rob, this is Robert Lopez's EGOT. Oh. Way to go, Robert. Okay, let's see. We're going to go through Robert Lopez's awards here. So he gets his. Uh, all right. Are you are you ready to hear what he got his, his first Emmys, two Emmys for? Sure. Yes, please. Because it's Wonder Pets. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he got outstanding music direction and composition for a series in 2008 and 2010 for Wonder Pets. Uh, he gets his. Uh, first Tony, no Grammy, for best musical theater album for the Book of Mormon oh, in 2012. Uh, and he gets his first Tony for best original score for Avenue Q in 2004. Oh, this guy's the shit. Uh, yeah, so he also has Tonys for best book of a musical and best uh, original score for the Book of Mormon. Nice. Okay. He also has Grammys for Best Compilation Soundtrack for Visual Media for Frozen and Best Song Written for Visual Media for Let It Go for Frozen. Nice. He also has, he also won a third prime, a third Emmy this time in primetime. So if anybody has anything to say about the daytime Emmys not counting, he has gone back and won a primetime Emmy for writing Agatha All Along for WandaVision. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will discuss his other Academy Award later. But yes, winning Let It Go, uh, winning the Academy Award for Let It Go in 2013 gave Robert Lopez his EGOT. Nice. Excellent note. All right. Moving on, best sound editing goes to Gravity. Well-deserved. So real quick, I do want to point out the uh, the nomination that was revoked oh, from original yes. song. Yes, apparently this was like the first time they rescinded an Academy Award due to ethical grounds. Yeah, because apparently uh, Bruce Broughton was emailing people. Yeah, he was the former governor and current executive committee member of the Academy's music branch. And properly contacting other members of his branch. Damn. Yeah. Actually, let's go back to the original song real quick. Because I want to discuss what uh, Robert Lopez E got it over. Sure. Because. Uh, Wonder first, Pets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the writer of the music for Wonder Pets beat. Uh, Ordinary Love from Mandela Long Walk to Freedom. Uh, written by. You too. Also beats. The Moon Song from Her, written by Karen O and Spike Jones. Hmm. Karen O, of course, from the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. And Happy from Despicable Me 2, music and lyrics by 757's own Pharrell Williams. Represent. That is a rough, rough, rough. Just those two alone. I'm surprised either of them won. Yeah. Because... 
I, I, happy still stuck in my fucking head. Yeah, it's Leanne. Uh, happy spent such a long time at number one after it was released that Leanne really uh, was really happy to find out that apparently it spent time at number one when Owen was born. Nice. Oh, <laughs> that's sweet. I know she's a big Pharrell fan. She is. She, she has been since we started dating. Nice. All right. Moving on. Our best sound mixing goes to Gravity. Beating out Inside Lou and Davis. Best production design goes to The Great Gatsby. They got a little Boz Lerman here in the awards tonight. Uh, and it beats out 12 Years of Slave. Best Cinematography goes to Gravity, giving Emmanuel Lubezki an Academy Award. Eat it up. Yeah. Uh, best Makeup and Hairstyling goes to Dallas Buyers Club, beating out Jackass Presents Bad Grandpa. <laughs> Best costume design goes to the Great Gatsby. Give, uh, beating 12 Years a Slave. There you go. Uh, Best Film Editing goes to Gravity, giving Alfonso Curon and Mark Sanger Academy Awards. So Curon walks away with two on the evening. Uh, that beats out 12 Years a Slave. Best Visual Effects goes to one of my four favorite films that I saw in 3D, Gravity. Gravity. Nice. I believe this is the last one that we will cover on either of the podcasts on the list, too. Uh, because we're at the Hobbit Desolation of Smaug. Smaug. Yeah. All right. Honorary awards go to Angela Lansbury, an entertainment icon who has created some of cinema's most memorable characters, inspiring generations of actors. Aw. Yeah, she's wonderful. She is. Inspiring some feelings in the Manchurian candidate, huh? Mm-hmm. She is mommy. <laughs> uh, Steve Martin picking up an honorary award oh, in lovely. recognition of his extraordinary talents and the unique inspiration he has brought to the art of motion pictures. What a guy. What a guy. And to Piero Tosi, a visionary whose incomparable costume design shaped Timeless living art in motion pictures. Very good. Uh, Gene Herschel's Humanitarian Award goes to Angelina Jolie, who I believe is an ambassador to UNICEF at this time. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And we have a Gourney Sawyer Award tonight. Oh, Excellent. Put some Angelina Jolie salt on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our... Uh, Gordon E. Sawyer Award goes to Peter Anderson, cinematographer. Uh, real short Wikipedia on him, so we're gonna, I'm pretty much going to read this verbatim. Okay. Uh, Peter Anderson is a cinematographer, visual effects supervisor, and leading expert on a number of specialized imaging technologies, many of which he helped to develop, including modern 3D motion control, Large format, high frame rate, and high dynamic range. Ooh. Anderson nice. was, the, was the staff director of photography at Walt Disney Animation Studios. 
Okay. And he has led visual effects facilities at Walt Disney Studios and Universal Studios. Anderson was instrumental in the creation of the theme park attractions King Kong 360 3D, T2 3D, Battle Across Time, mm. and Captain EO. Mm. The Michael Jackson led Fran- uh, uh, Nicholas Cage's uncle Francis Ford Coppola directed Disney uh, Epcot ride. Good job. That was nice. a mouthful, but you got yes, it. That, that was insanity. Uh, <laughs> Peter has also supervised IMAX 3D productions, including Cirque du Soleil, Journey of Man, and Wild Ocean, and contributed visual effects to an array of projects, including the features U2 3D and Tron. Ooh. And the original incarnations of the television series Battlestar Galactica and Cosmos. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, and then it just says he also won the, the Courtney Sawyer Award in 2014. So that is Peter Anderson, hero to all. Definitely. I love this science nerdy shit. Yeah, it's so much fun. And that's our Oscar breakdown. All right. Well, then. Well, Let's then. talk about this movie. Yay! Mm. <sighs> <sighs> How oh. does one talk about Twelve Years a Slave? You know, I'll start. I'll start by saying this: I really shouldn't have gone anywhere near Colonial Williamsburg today. Uh, oh, <laughs> that's that's a weird feeling. Yeah. I the, the one thing I will give Colonial Williamsburg credit to though is that they've hired a lot of black actors to uh represent slaves for the time though you know they don't they don't right. do it really maudlin right sure but there will be black actors out during the busier times of uh Colonial Williamsburg to kind of they tell stories don't they yes yes uh, uh, I was going to say enlighten yeah, uh, tourists on the atrocities of colonial life for black Americans. Yeah. Slaves. It's yeah. So this is, um, I've, I've owned this movie for a long time. It's just one that it's hard to, we've talked about this with other movies. Like who, who wants to sit down and be like, Oh, I'm going to watch 12 years of slave. It's not a movie that you, it's a it's a necessary it's an important movie and it's a very very good movie but who wants to watch it because it's awful and makes you feel bad um but like i said it's educational in in a way yeah it, it all right here's the thing okay schindler's list was hard to talk about but yeah. we we could do it right we felt right. like we were able to do that this one's harder I, yeah, because I, yeah. none of us have a right to say anything other than sorry yeah and it's one of these films as Zach was saying that it's not a fun watch I saw this at the theaters and mm-hmm. that's the last time I've seen this film uh, mostly because I just I can't watch it it's difficult yeah yep. With, like you mentioned Schindler's List. Schindler's List has uh, it has moments of entertainment 
it sounds horrible to say. That. I mean, you know, it's Spielberg. He's got moments of little moments of levity, or there's sure. you know, other stuff going on. This is just all. Oh yeah, look at, no, the, look at this. Look at this fucked up shit. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and, and, and and much like Schindler's List, this is relentless. Yep. Yeah, it, yeah, and it's just, important. Like yeah, Zach no. said, like it's it it needs to be seen and it needs to be talked about, and it's sorry, uh, it's tough. <laughs> yeah, and I I would have liked to have a black guest on this, but at the same time, I don't want to subject any of my black friends to having to watch black bodies being brutalized on right. screen because right. that would make me feel like the shittiest person in the world. No, yeah. We it, don't want to tokenize people just say, Hey, we need you to come on and provide your perspective. But obviously, you know, if folks are listening to this, please get on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and, and share your thoughts because the perspective is important. Yeah. If I would have put it out there and one of my friends would have volunteered, absolutely, absolutely. Please sure. come on, give us your experience. But actively asking somebody to just, hey, this horrible, horrible atrocity that is being very well represented on film, please watch that. Yeah. Yeah, it's just horrible. So, yeah. um, I'll say uh, two things that maybe can get some conversation started. Um, one is just kind of a, maybe a throwaway comment, but I, I always forget that Django and chain became, came before this. Cause I feel like that's a response to this because this movie, it gives you no good feeling. It gives you no revenge or justice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's because there's, it's real because there was no, <laughs> there's justice there's aside pra- from uprisings or something. Yeah, sure. there's practically no catharsis, no respite. Uh, even even at the end of the film, when right. he goes home, it's it, it doesn't feel happy. Right. Like, it's you know he's going to carry this for as long as he's left alive, and uh, unfortunately, if you don't know, Solomon Northrop disappears four years after he is rescued. Yeah. And nobody knows what happened to him. Right. Which normally is not a very good thing. In this case, I hope he just kind of disappeared and was like, I just don't want to be around people anymore. But yeah, it probably not. Yeah. Yep. So like you said, you get that a moment where he's reunited with his family, but it's so painful. It's so sad. Yeah. And he's, (laughs) I'm apologizing for my appearance. Like, what the fuck do you have to apologize you for? You were drugged and kidnapped by fucking redneck yeah. racist assholes and your life was taken and stolen and um and then, you know, right after he's back with his family, you get the credits where it says like none of these people were held accountable. There was no because, justice. Because, because he, as he as a black man wasn't allowed to testify in court. He wasn't yeah. allowed in the courtroom because yeah. he was black. <laughs> like it's so fucked up. Yep. This fucking nation. So I was um maybe I'll save this for a moment later. Um well no, it transitions. I I was thinking about how if I were an actor, if I you know, as a white man, <laughs> would I want to 
take a role in a movie like this because I don't know that I could do it. Even seems for... like everybody else fucking did. <laughs> yeah, this was I, like I was, a super group movie where it's like, oh, you guys are making one of these. I got to be in that. Yeah, I was a little, <laughs> I was a little bothered by how much fun Paul Dano seemed to be having. I mean, <laughs> I know that playing the role, but I. I love Steve McQueen bringing in all these familiar faces, though, and being yeah. like, hey, this guy that you love, he sucks now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And I guess that's not like it's OK. You get a you get a pass because the, the we have a black director who's <laughs> asking you to do this. OK. Yeah. God, there's just so, I mean, you get Brad Pitt, one good white person, I guess. <laughs> Which, I mean, it, and even he's not great. Like, yeah. He just happens to do the right thing, but he's still like, and word Paul, this, and these, yeah. and words that. Like, God yeah, yeah. damn it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't need good white people in this movie, but right. it's like, yeah. It's like, man, even, even the ones that are kind of okay are still like, fuck you, man. Yep. Sarah Paulson in this. <sighs> who, who apparently. I think it, I think I read it with Steve McQueen's daughter was like that woman scares me and that's how she got the role. <laughs> well, there you go. She disgust yeah. disgusting. Just I, awful. Like again, I said there's no there's no relief, no justice, but I I wished so much something was going to happen to her and then it didn't. But it's not nope. that kind of movie. Nope. It's too real. Not you know, I was emotionally drained this week from other stuff, but this this movie still <laughs> squeezed tears out of me. I mean, how could it not? I mean, it's I I fucking hit play on this movie. I was like, well, here we go. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I just didn't want to watch it, and I'd never <sighs> seen it before. And I was like, no, but I'm going to because I need to. And that's my problem. Is like it's like I need to not stray away from this shit because. It's not like I've been blind to, you know, our fucking history. Yeah. But it's never put in your face like this. And this isn't honestly even the worst. Like, this is just like the regular. Like, this is just what it was. Yeah. <laughs> We're just, like, that's just day to day shit. Yeah. We're like, yeah. If you, if you want to go fucking watch like Rosewood, God yeah. damn. Like that fucking movie. So I. So. Um, Lupita is amazing in this, and oh god, she's so fucking good in this movie. And it's so sad. I remember watching her in this, and this is her first film role. Wow! Oh, I'd forgotten that. Um, I remember watching her in this and being like, "If this woman isn't a star, then Hollywood hasn't learned anything from this movie." Because, yeah, she. I haven't seen her do anything where i'm like yeah i guess that was okay yeah no sure. she's yeah. she's absolutely incredible every time every time and this black panther fucking us a movie mm-hmm. i'll be i'll have plenty to say about when we get to that year mm-hmm. she's yeah this woman should be the a-list actress so i'm glad she at least got an academy award yeah very least shout out to, uh queen of cotway is that hey oh yeah that's that. a great film it is i love that one um and chibwetel chibwetel in this wow yeah like, it's a it's a difficult role too because he's 
so holding back so much, so much of the time. Yeah. And, and, and there's this, how long was this movie? Like two hours, just over two minutes. Yeah. It, and it's, and it's all him. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's in every scene. <laughs> I, I just don't think I've seen something where I don't like him. I know he's incredible. Also, I can't like, think of ever anything since just, like, uh, Serenity. Oh God, I loved it. Serenity. He's so. You knew I was going to bring it. <laughs> I'm, yeah, but. and you should because he's amazing in that film. Mm-hmm. He's he is menacing and terrifying. Everything he he's everything be Thanos should have been. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fast Bender is 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 disgusting, and you know it. This we highlight the. Uh, hypocrisy hypocrisy of a uh, religion again mm-hmm. you know yes. i just don't get how anyone ever can look at another human being and, and regulate them as property and justify yourself yeah through and, god and that, that scene where paul giamatti is holding the slave i broke my heart and god. he he <laughs> he's talking to I don't remember if it was a uh, uh, crumbly bumbly or not, but, but crumbly bumbly. Um, what did I say? It's like bramble batch crinkle fries. <laughs> uh, but he's talking about the little boy, and he's like, "Yeah, he's, he's going to grow up to be a fine beast." And you're like, "God, what is wrong with you?" Like when he got off the boat, like when he was at the boat, you're just like, "All right, maybe he like he's going to be bad, but I don't think he's going." And then he slapped him like, "Fuck." Yeah, like come on. Yeah. <sighs> See, I, oh, I couldn't play a role like that. And then Michael K. Williams on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> Why the this fucking podcast? We've seen two movies with him where we see him for like a minute and he dies. And and apparently that minute that he those couple of minutes that he gets on screen were enough to like break his soul as an actor. Mm. Yeah. Because everything was just too too authentic and uh yeah. he apparently had just a, a complete breakdown on set which mm-hmm. yeah man go for it like fuck to think of uh death as the better option even after only a short time of knowing what you're going to be facing it's like yeah you know it's that line from the end of black panther like throw me into the ocean yeah but um, you know, on a uh, technical level, it's a wonderfully made film. Great editing. Uh, McQueen is a great director. Yeah, um, that, that man and his framing, like, and the fact that he loves long takes and doesn't cut away from so much. Yeah, of this. he's just like, <sighs> look at it. Look at this happening. And yeah. I have fucking I, shot of Solomon hanging uh-huh. from the tree on his tiptoes. Mm-hmm. Just lasts so long. It, but like you said, he's like, he makes you look at it. I was, and I just felt worse and worse the longer it went on. Like I, there was a moment I was like, okay, I'm, I'm looking away for a second. And it's like, it's just still going. Like, I feel like it's watching me almost like, <laughs> uh-huh. You see this? Fuck you, white boy. Yep. Yeah, I'm, yeah. But a good but a good movie. Good movie. Okay. Uh, uh, like, a great, great movie. <laughs> uh, like I know like 
we got to add some levity here, guys. We have to. So, yeah. yes, this was a great film. Yes. Uh, a uh, little too super casted for me a little bit. Mm. It just kind of came off that way. Like yeah. a lot, a lot of people were just like, yeah, I, I can, I have a piece of that. Probably because Brad Pitt's a producer. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. 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 And I think McQueen's a real exciting director coming uh-huh. off of like shame and hunger. Right. Um, and again, I, I think, I think it's super casted for the reason of, Hey, here's that white person you trust and like, yeah. And that you love to see in things. And I'm going to make them a monster to let you understand mm-hmm. that it wasn't just people that you look on and disgust. It's people that you probably love that would have treated slaves this way. Right. I, with all of my hopes and hopes, despite the years of just driving so much negativity in my life, I hope upon hope you're right. And it wasn't just a reason for a bunch of dudes to go, Oh, Leo said it. So we can say it now a lot too. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't been cast that Quentin Tarantino movie. I haven't got to say it yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm also, I mean, it is super cast, but it, it feels as, even more that way looking back on it from now because like you said this is lapita's first role mm-hmm. watching it now we're like she's a star and and no crumbly bumbly hadn't been and in as many things as but yeah he has i he think he was in sherlock at this point wasn't he yeah. was in sherlock at this point he had been like in war horse and Schmuck. He, i feel like he explodes yeah, well yeah it was this year that he was con as oh, well God, so yeah it was mm. One thing I'll, Which I'll say, I didn't mind. Which, all right, no, I'll bring it later. Never mind. <laughs> all right, sorry. Yep, go on. One thing that, um, again, maybe it's retroactively looking back on it, but one thing about this movie that bothered me a little bit is Hans Zimmer with the Solomon theme. Seems like a, a motif or whatever that he uses over and over again. Like it's the same kind of sounds like time from inception and, and something else he does. I don't know if there's something interstellar. Yeah. And it's like borrowing his own music, but just like arranging it with different instruments, maybe. Well, if the mm-hmm. play works, you play it until it doesn't. So sure. Yep. But I don't know. I felt like I mean, it, use it, its own. own something theme. beyond just this sounds like Hans Zimmer instead of this sounds like the same song. Like, yeah. You don't need to be ACDC. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. though. <laughs> ACDC, it's a good song. Just keep playing it. Play it again. Fair enough. I understand that. Um, Any additional notes? Because it's... I feel like we're coming off like, oh, woe is us for having to watch this movie. Yeah, no, I understand (sighs) that. I really do. I just... I, I feel like if you haven't seen this movie, you need, like, us the way we're talking about it should kind of inform you of exactly what this movie feels like and what yeah. this movie yeah. is. Um, because it's, I, it's not a fun watch. No, I have a hard time. Uh, like who, who is this? Who is the audience supposed to be? Is it supposed to be white people? Like, well, I'll, I've said it on this podcast, I believe, and I'll say it again. Slave films are not made for black people. Right. they, they don't want to watch black bodies being brutalized. Right. They know about slavery. You're not educating anybody on that side. Right. 
Uh, and essentially, all I know is that McQueen wanted to do a plot that was kind of like this, and then his wife turned him on to the book, and he was like, well, I guess I'm just doing this book now. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it, like, he wanted to do essentially this exact plot where a free man was made a slave and then escaped slavery, and his wife was like, oh, you mean like Solomon Northrop? He's like, who the fuck is that? And she was like, oh, read this book. Yeah. He's like, well, I guess if this book exists, then my script can't, so I'll just do this movie. Oh, good for the story to be told. Yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, again, uh, I feel like the audience is for anybody who's going to listen. That's who's going point. who Who wants to learn something, whether... It's the actual atrocities of slavery or whether it's uh, just the story of a man that they were not educated about before this film. I think this is a, a gorgeous film. Yeah. As a movie, it is a great film. Mm -hmm. And I will say it is, for lack of a better term, it was an entertaining watch. Or engaging watch. Maybe? Engage, engaging would be a good term, but I, I liked this movie. Yeah. As a film. Yeah. I was not just watching it to be educated. Right. Right. I was, you know, there to go. All right. This is a movie that I need to watch. And watch it as a movie. And it hit all the good marks. It was not. It, this was not an Oscar bait movie. This was a movie that had a message that was Oscar worthy. And yeah. And I will say that it. It seems weird that I don't think you make movies like this specifically for awards recognition, because what precedent do you have that this film, that a film like this is going to be nominated for Academy Awards? Yeah. Right. Not this a lot. Was, this was an October release. Yes, it was. So like this was surrounded by like, what do we got? Carrie. The remake and <laughs> the Chloe Grace Moretz one. Yeah, like, well, honestly, well, Captain Phillips came out and Gravity all came out in October. What the fuck? Yeah, weird. What were the December movies? I gotta look at that. But anyway, okay. But let's go ahead and let's go ahead and move on. Yeah, okay. Uh, because I want to talk about some other stuff here too. So, uh, Razzies? Is that what yeah, we do let's, now? Let's talk some. A sharp turn to the left. All right. So Another step to the right. It's like the second Rocky Horror I mentioned today. Hmm. Mm. I think I, I was I was singing, but there's a light earlier. <laughs> um all right. So the Razzies was uh should have been a sweep this year. Oh yeah? Okay. Uh, but there was some uh yeah. Uh so our worst picture of the year was movie forty three. Well deserved. Yeah. Uh, beating out After Earth, uh, <laughs> Grown Ups Two, The Jeez. Lone Ranger, and a Medea Christmas. The Medea movie shouldn't be there, but uh, you know I've, I've never seen a Medea movie. I don't care to see it. They're fine. I don't mm -hmm. think we. I don't think I'll say this. It feels kind of racist that they're here. Um. Though, Movie 43, I believe this is the first time that my least favorite film of the year won Worst Film of the Year. Nice. Hooray! 
All right. Worst director goes to Elizabeth Banks, Steve Brill, Steve Carr, Rusty Cundiff, James Buffy, Duffy, sorry, Griffin Dunn, Peter Farrelly, Patrick Forsberg, Willem Graham, James Gunn, Bob Odenkirk, Brett Radner, and Jonathan Van Tolkien for movie 43. Wow. There's a couple of names in there I didn't expect. I didn't know. Yeah. Griffin, just, Griffin just, Dunn and Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. Gr- Griffin Dunn feels like he definitely shouldn't be on that list. Bob Odenkirk <laughs> seems a little shocking as well, but. Uh, yeah. Uh, if they got directorial Peter, credits. Peter, Peter Fairley is definitely someone who belongs on that list and mm-hmm. was probably always going to stay with the, the Razzies. Oh God. Yeah. 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 Um, worst actor goes to Jaden Smith in After Earth. Um, don't give it to kids. He's a bit older at this point. He's still a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he is up against Johnny Depp in The Lone Ranger. Yeah, Johnny Depp should have won that for <laughs> whitewashing Tonto. Yep. And Ashton Kutcher in Jobs. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. No. <laughs> um. I'm. I'm not sure it was that bad, like Razzie, but I mean, at least just don't give it to children. Yep. Uh, worst actress goes to, and this is just fucking stupid. Tyler Perry in a Medea Christmas. I've never seen it, but they did it for the lulls. They did yeah. it for the lulls, and they keep doing this shit where it's it. It's weird to say that it's sexist to give men Razzies for best actress and best supporting actress because that yeah that it, insinuates that there's not women bad enough to give Razzies to, especially yeah. when Halle Berry's right there. <laughs> it's if it's not sexist, it's at least you know strongly flirting with homophobia or something. That's also true. Yeah. Uh, oops, sorry about that. Uh, let's see here. You know what? I'm not sorry about that. It was Trav who sent that message. Fuck you, Trav. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. We're supporting actor. Did that one. We're supporting. Yeah. We're supporting actor was Will Smith. Okay. You know, I've never seen that movie. It's, I did not know his name was cypher rage. <laughs> <laughs> it's actively a terrible film. Um, I kind of want to watch it. But you're going to regret that decision about five minutes in. But sure. watch it, please. <laughs> Let's do it. Should 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 we make it a Big Willy Weekend oh, next year? <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Here we go. After Earth, Big Willy Weekend, yes. 2023. <laughs> I feel like that'll be more entertaining to talk about than we're gonna find Mega out. Ooh, I got All a, right. I got a message. Look at those curls. Mm, yeah. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> well done. Uh, we're supporting actress goes to Kim Kardashian and temptation confessions of a marriage counselor. Okay. Okay. Uh, we're screen combo goes to Jaden and Will Smith for after earth. I like that. They're calling it combo now instead of couple. Yeah. Because combo yeah. combo says to me, there's a combination of people that we could put up for this yeah. couple says two people. Right. So at least they're working on their, uh, Language. Yeah. Yeah. Especially since they beat no out the entire cast of Grown Ups 2 and the entire cast of Movie 43. The entire cast of Movie 43 should have won that because. Sure. Yeah. That's awful. <laughs> Every time I see Grown Ups 2, I always think of that one podcast 
the worst idea ever podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Have you heard of them, Zach? I I've heard of them, but I've never heard them. The the, the concept was uh, they watched Grown Ups too every uh, every week for a year. Oof. So that every episode they would just talk about Grown Ups too. Uh, that was like their first season, I think, and they did other movies after that. Okay, That's such a good gimmick. Uh, worst prequel, remake, ripoff, or sequel goes to the Lone Ranger. Okay, good. Yep. And worst screenplay goes to movie forty three. Sorry, I just okay. remembered. I went to see Lone Ranger with Leanne and her mom because uh-huh. her mom really wanted to see Lone Ranger. Oh God! And she loved it. I did not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Leanne told me later that her mom told her that I ruined that movie for her because I didn't laugh at all. <laughs> Here's a laugh, mom. Nice. Okay. Sorry. All right. So that is our Razzie wrap up. Wrapped. So let's get into our worsty judgments. And Zach. Hi. Did this movie deserve Best Picture? I won't uh, beat around the bush. I'll go out straight with a, yes, it deserved it. Um, I'll rank the others that I've seen. I've seen six of these. uh, And of the six I've seen, uh, uh, which ones haven't I seen? I didn't see Philomena. I never saw Dallas Buyers Club. Um, So American Hustle is my number six. It's fine, but... uh, worse not, not as good as i expected based on the cast and you know the big fan of david o russell it's just a little underwhelming but a good a good enough movie number five i got nebraska i a movie i really like um very quiet and strangely funny but sad at the same time um there's a good line about a cow in there that I don't remember, but it was funny enough that I took a picture of it once and posted on Facebook. <laughs> but I'll have to look that up later. Um, number four, I have gravity, which is, uh, was an incredible theater experience. Like Paul talked about on the Hugo episode, um, in 3d. That was amazing. Great movie, incredible sound work. I reawarded it one for technical was well-deserved. I have 12 years of slave in here at number three. Um, Great movie, but uh, Wolf of Wall Street and her as my favorite movies. I, her is weird, but I think it's a masterpiece. So I won't rank those two because I'll save a little um, drama for tomorrow. Oh, but yeah, it, it deserves best picture. I'm glad it won. Oh, right. Shout out. To, I'm sorry. Shout out to Prisoners and The Wind Rises. I'm not sure if it had American release this year, but that's a great movie. Um, so yes, this movie does deserve best picture easily. I've seen, let's see here. One, two other movies from this year (laughs) because I'm a filthy casual, uh, captive films is one that I've always just quoted, but I've never really had an interest in seeing it. It's really good. Sure. Um, gravity literally scares the shit out of me. (laughs) <laughs> um fair enough open spaces where you can't breathe not my bag yeah um i don't need that in my life and especially in 3d on our screen yeah uh, you can fuck right off with that <laughs> some friends that had to take xanax before they went and saw that <laughs> and that's the thing i like i know i'm sure 100 it is a beautiful film i'm sure it's great can't do it 
Sorry. Can't do it. I want to, but I can't. Yep. Uh, Nebraska was the movie that I have regretted not seeing because it was one that I've always said, God, I want to watch that movie. I just never got around to it. It's um, Alexander Payne who did about Schmidt. So, okay. Um, Philomena, I've never heard of Dallas Buyers Club. I just haven't gotten around to watching it, even though I do love me some McConaughey. And this was the year, this was like the McConaughey Renaissance. Like, this the was the McConaissance. Is that what they're calling it? Nice. Yeah. Um, cause, cause yeah, he did the, like these two movies and a Lincoln commercial and, uh, <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> uh, these two movies, uh, the Wolf of Wall Street, even though he's only in it for five fucking minutes, but yeah, one of the just best five minutes in film. Yeah. And he looks like he just walked off the set of Inspires <laughs> Club. <laughs> right. <laughs> so with that said, uh, her is a movie I have always loved. It is just the perfect amount of cringe to make me go mm, i'm still loving the hell out of this yeah um and one that i think cemented joaquin phoenix for me to finally go okay i like him i do and it took a while for me to get there but her did it mm-hmm. um her did it her. i feel like uh scarjo probably should have gotten something yeah because if they do like a voiceover category right mm-hmm. Because I think just how well she did with only being a voice in this film was just phenomenal. Um, and The Wolf of Wall Street is still my top pick for the year. <laughs> I've yeah. watched that movie too many times to count. In fact, I'm surprised. I, I unfortunately did not watch it this week. I had meant to watch it, but I'm probably going to watch it tonight just because I'm reminded of it. Um, because there is not a person in that film. I don't absolutely love. I, I have regretted. I remember one time I got a job for a telemarketing company and they had one of the things in the interview was sell me this pencil or sell me the stapler. And I wish I had seen this movie first before anybody else. So I could have been pulled some of that punisher bullshit that he does. Like (laughs) (laughs) I need these papers, paper stapled together right now. Like, here, give me the state. Yeah, I just, oh God, I love that movie so much. And uh, Margot Robbie is probably one of the most attractive people on this planet. And I don't think we deserve her. No, we do not. Like, at all. The fact mm-hmm. that we so, didn't give her an Academy Award for I, Tanya. Fucking just, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, but, but again, this, this movie does deserve the win. It, it wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, I just liked as a movie The Wolf right. of Wall Street more. Yeah. As a film. Because I'm entertained by The Wolf of Wall Street. And I'm not supposed to be entertained by 12 Years a Slave. So yeah. it's. Yeah. Just go ahead and just let that white guilt just wash all over me because it is. <laughs> God. Yeah. I think I'm going to watch Handmaid's Tale. I feel like I want to punch myself just for being a dude now. <laughs> all right, Paul. All right, did this last week. I'm going to do it again. I got my top 30 films from 2013. I'm just going to read them down the list. And, uh, I guess I'll give this away. All one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine of these movies are in my top 30. Uh, number 30, Give Me the Loot. Film about a couple of New York teenagers trying to tag the Mets home run apple. Excellent film. Okay. 
uh, 29 Monsters University. Uh, just, uh, that's in my, it's, it's 29. I, I just, yeah, okay. okay. I'm not judging you. I'm just yeah, a little well, bit. Listen to what else I have to say. You go ahead. <laughs> Number 28, Starbuck. Film about a dude that fathers a bunch of children by donating too much sperm. <laughs> uh, number 27 Ain't Them Body Saints Ooh, Great film uh, Number 26 The Broken Circle Breakdown mm-hmm. Mentioned earlier Yeah. Uh, 25 The History of Future Folk A lot okay. of fun uh, Our first uh, Best Picture nominee To per, uh, show up on the list Number 24 Philomena uh, number 23, Dallas Buyers Club. Also nominated for Best Picture. Uh, number 22, The Book Thief. Mm. John Williams got nominated for. Excellent film. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 21 is a tie. So I put two 21s in here. About Time. Oh, yeah. Which rules. Yeah. And The Tower, a Korean disaster film that I really enjoyed. All right. My top 20, Elysium. The Neil Blomkamp film, I'm not sure I keep this in my top 20 today. I liked it. I liked it. I don't, uh, I think, I think I walked out liking it more than I think about it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 19, Side Effects. The mm. uh, Steven Soderbergh film. Number 18, Her. 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 Number 17, I think this one goes much higher, but we'll discuss that a little bit more tomorrow because it's The Wolf of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, number 16, You're Next, a real fun horror slasher film. Uh, number 15, All is Lost, Robert Redford barely speaking and being the only person on camera for an hour and a half <laughs> as his boat sinks. Great film. <laughs> Uh, number 14, Francis Ha. Yup. Love me some uh, Noah Baumbach and my goddess, Greta Gerwig, co-wrote it and starred in it. She is a goddess. Let's go, Barbie. Uh, yes. Uh, number 13, Before Midnight. Some Richard Lankletter coming up on the, the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 12, The Way, Way Back. A really good coming of age film. Uh, moment I fell in love on uh, the way way back says Sam Rockwell opens his mouth and every time Golden Nuggets of awesome dropout. No, yeah, that's just Sam Rockwell. Yeah, uh, I believe that any time a Sam Rockwell movie appeared in my top twenty, that's what I put down. Uh, number eleven, I declare war, a film about a bunch of boys playing fake war out in the woods and uh, imagining all their guns are real. It's a statement. Uh, number 10, Nebraska. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful film. All right. Number nine. And this is going to take some drama away for a moment because it's 12 Years a Slave. My number nine mm-hmm. film of 2013. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, number eight. And I think this film drops out of my top 20 today, but it's American Hustle, a film I like, but don't think of fondly. Yeah. Uh, number seven. Jonathan, you missed a McConaissance film because Mud is oh, okay. incredible. Oh, yeah. He's so good in it. Mud. Uh number my six, I think. Mud. Number six, I think, slides up into my top 
three now. Uh, and it's inside Lou and Davis. The mm-hmm. film that is the lowest that I watch the most and is uh, deeply personal. Yeah. And uh, means a lot to me. Uh, number five, The World's End. I love that movie. It's great. It is the least of the Carnetto? Cornetto. Cornetto trilogy, but I do love the movie. I think it's beautiful and it's a beautiful reflection of addiction and depression and getting lost in a world where everything looks the same. Yeah. Uh, I, I would put it at my number three of those, but I also think hot fuzz goes in my top five of it's year and Shaun of the dead probably doesn't 2004 is too strong a year for me to put sure. fuzz up in. Uh, number four, captain Phillips. Fuck. Yeah. Such a good movie. Uh, number three, short term 12, a film that should have gotten some Academy Award recognition. Brie Larson should have been nominated. Uh, John Gallagher Jr. should have been nominated. Lakeith Stanfield, Stephanie Beatrice. It is great. And uh, it was directed by Daniel Destin Cretton, who would go on to do Just Mercy, a film I'll complain about in the year that it comes out. And uh, most recently, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Nice. So, uh, if you haven't seen Short Term 12, get on it. It's beautiful. Uh, my number two, the highest film that was nominated for Best Picture, Gravity, blew me away. One of the four only four uses of 3D that I like. Oh, Jonathan's got his fingers crossed real hard there. For my number one. My number one is the film that should have won every single fucking Academy Award this evening because it is a journey of sadness and uh, government overreach and police brutality. It is Fruitvale Station. It is one mm. of my all-time favorite films. I, I, I have revisited this film a few times, and it's hard. It's a hard film to watch because mm. everything that happens in this movie feels like a just one of those films where it's like, no, make a make a different decision right now, right. please. Just any other decision right now. Just, just. Fucking don't do the thing you're about to do. (laughs) I feel terrible that I haven't seen it yet, but it's like I so badly want to. Same. Yeah. It's what what did you have your fingers crossed for, Jonathan? This is the end. Oh, yeah, uh, that's a good film. I love that movie so much. It it was probably my favorite movie of that year. It's it's not that our Pacific Rim. It's a movie I oh I love Pacific Rim. It it's a movie that it's probably sitting right outside my thirty. I think I like that movie way more than I thought it I would. But I, no. I wish yeah. Don John would have gotten some kind of recognition that year. Because I thought Don John was really good. It's it's not that good though. I've really I know. I just more scary. I've, re- I've I've rewatched <laughs> it recently. It's Did really you? not that good. Um It's uh, like the second time in a row where well at least that I've been on where I'm like Joseph Gordon-Levitt something. Because I think last time was 50-50. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that film. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. So Fruitvale Station, it opens up with uh, Oscar Grant, the real-life cell phone footage of Oscar Grant being shot by the police. And so you just you just have to watch as everything feels so inevitable. Yeah. Like every decision that he makes in that movie just... Oh God! Mm. Fair enough. 
But back to the question, as I always say, it's in my top 20. I'm not sad at one. This happened to be in my top 10, and I think it deserved Best Picture. All right. Well, it just would have been really nice if they also gave Steve McQueen Best Director, because fuck the Academy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. Well, Zach, is this the worst Best Picture? Absolutely not. Um, I gave it four and a half stars. Uh, I'm going to put it at number 30. I'm going to put it at number 30. Okay. Very nice. Um, I agree. And I have it at my number 25. Okay. Just above Gandhi, just below Lawrence of Arabia. Again, this is a rewatchability thing for me it'd be hard to watch this movie again yep so paul uh i gave it five stars because this movie is worth it uh and i can't think of anything aside from actually having to endure watching people suffer uh i can't think of anything i don't like about it i think it's really well made i think it's beautiful and uh i i made it my number 22 i have it sitting right under all quiet on the western front which uh i think it's still just one of the most stunning anti-war films i've ever seen yeah well we all got it rather relatively similar zone same ballpark area yeah all right well that will be us for the day. My name is Jonathan Pierce. You can find me on the Twitter, the Twitch, and on the TikToks at Altorn underscore Occam. Zach, where can we find you? Find me on Critiker, Zach Master, X-A-K-K-M-A-S-T-E-R, TikTok, House Havoc, Letterbox by searching my name, Mr. Workman. You can follow me at Father of the Fear across the platforms of Twitter, Instagram, and Letterbox, where I'm ranking all my movies or whatever I say. Uh, this week I watched, you know what? I'm going to save it. Let's see. Uh, this week I watched, oh, you know what? The Phantom of the Open. Hmm. That was delightful. Hey, I'm going to watch that soon. If, if you want to watch a film, I was going to say that's the antithesis of this film, but that makes it sound like that film's racist. That's not what it is. Um, that's, that is the emotional opposite of this movie. Uh, watch. The Phantom of the Open. It's just a delightful movie about a guy who thinks a little bit more about himself than he actually is, and that's okay. (laughs) We really shouldn't take things too seriously most of the time. Sure. Uh, Unless we're trashing movie 43. We should be very serious about that. That film sucks. Do do, do you want to know what I watched that I almost talked about earlier? Oh, please. Fucking Strange New Worlds is so goddamn amazing. If That's what you, I've been hearing. Dude, it, it, it is Star Trek. It is 100% Star Trek as it was while still being amazing. Oh, like, no. Well, I don't know. What? Oh, no. I'm, I'm, I need to watch Strange New Worlds. Parks and Rec got bumped down again. Oh, God. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. guys. No, well, I get it. Um, also, I but, still need to watch the new season of Umbrella Academy. So. Yeah, I do too, but I've not been hearing great things. That's fine. I'm still going to watch it. Oh, yeah. Same thing. Uh, But that being said, uh, Strange New World, please watch it. Please, everybody watch it because 
I need 20 minimum seasons of this show. <laughs> minimum. It, minimum. It's so good. So, yeah. All right. Well, uh, Zach. Yes, sir. Are we too white to watch next week's movie? <laughs> no. What are we watching? Next week, we're taking a little detour. We're watching a couple of movies for Jonathan's birthday. Yes. We're watching Starship Troopers, which you can rent on Amazon, Apple TV, Google, Vudu, or YouTube. It's available streaming on the Roku channel, Netflix, and HBO Max. Nice. And we're watching a second movie, Spice World. Huh. I don't see that streaming anywhere. So, hmm. Well, that's what that's what we're watching. Excellent. Wow, HBO failed us this time? It did. Luckily wow. for me, I found a DVD copy at Big Lots for $1.50. Nice. HBO, why have you forsaken me? No! Uh, but you know who hasn't forsaken us? Our producer, Trav, who we would like to thank. Uh, and you can find him on our sister podcast, Leveling Up of Benjamin Banks. We'd like to thank Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song. We'd like to thank Megan and Jay Bellevue for our beautiful artwork. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at OscarWorsleyPod and on Facebook at The OscarWorsley Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a nice five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. It really helps us to be seen in the almighty algorithm. The almighty algorithm. No jokes about this movie. <laughs> So, for John and Zach and Alfred Woodard, who had a wonderful little role in oh, yeah. the Slave, we didn't even get around to her, but I want to give her her flowers. Incredible actress. We like through all to have a damn fine day. <laughs> <laughs>